Amen. I started a series about the eight prophetic blessings. And yes, last week I spoke about four of them. So today's series is a continuation. And these prophetic blessings were pronounced by our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is connected with character and some of the things you do. Some of us don't know that our character can generate blessings or curses. How many of you know that? Your character, your attitude, it can generate blessings or curses. You know, it is only when people say to you, I will curse you, then we begin to panic and, and maybe try to fight back. But God has ordained that our attitude, the character we manifest, it either brings blessings or cases. And so, we as people must know, and that's what Jesus talked about the eight prophetic blessings. Amen. Let's go to Matthew chapter Five. Mighty five. Reading from verse one, and seeing the multitudes. He went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who do hunger and test after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I ended on this note. Amen. And to remind you, we talked about being poor in the spirit as having the humility to receive the things of God. 
In fact, even to come to church. It is not easy for some people. To some people coming to church is a big issue. I once invited a rich man. The man was living, I think, two blocks away from our house at Domain. Tried to invite him to church. And he looked at my face and said, Church is for poor people. Amen. But here the Bible is not talking about the poor. He's talking poor in the spirit. That means spiritually, you are poor. You have spiritual poverty. Deficiency in the things of the spirit. You don't know how to pray. You don't know how to fast. You don't know how to read the Bible and even believe them. So you are poor. I was talking to a man, a scholar, and he said, I don't know why people waste their time to go to church and then they go and cry before God. God has given us brains. Amen. And until that scholar had a stroke, and then he began to seek for her. I think he went to a far to spend some time there. Amen. But those who are poor in the spirit, they put their absolute faith in God. Their trust is in God. They believe in God. That God will turn their situation around. It's not by their own effort. But they depend on the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And we also talked about those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. To mourn is to crave for something. There are people who go before God with their request. They go before God asking questions about life. They go before God with any situation that they could not understand. And the Bible says they shall be comforted. We also talked about the meek being humble because the Bible says if you humble yourself, the Lord will lift you up. Arrogant spirit. You know, people speak arrogantly. Their attitude suggests that they have power.
power over every situation. God wants us to humble ourselves. And having the ability to humble yourself will open many doors for you. And God, the Bible says, God resists the proud. He resists, but he gives grace to the humble. And that it pays to be humble. Amen. It pays to be humble. One day, um, I saw something. There was an old man who was driving a Mercedes Benz. And there was a taxi driver who hit the old man car. And uh, he was trying to run away. And the old man chased him and caught up with him. And the young man got up and said, Hey, you don't know me. If, if you play a fool, I will, I, will, I will give it to you. Hey, better. Well, so when you know, you were just talking to this old man. And this old man was wearing clothes. He put it down and came out. Somebody about 70 years. And held the young man and said, come out here. Amen. And, and brother was in the car. He was talking. And people have to come in. The man was talking. They are telling you, the man was retired with the train of the Amen. Seven. 
So we'll continue from last week and uh, um, number five. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Say mercy. Mercy is something that somebody who is higher shows to someone who is down there. Amen. Um, mercy rests in the bosom of God. But sometimes he gives us also the opportunity to show mercy to others. It could be you should show mercy to an animal. Amen. Sometimes mosquitoes come around and people are unmerciful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mercy simply means somebody offended you, but you have the right to judge or to discipline the person. But you defer it and said you are forgiven. It's like mosquito biting you and you could kill the mosquito and said, mosquito, you are forgiven. How many of you can show such, <laughs> such, such a mess? Amen. And mercy is very important. We need it. You know, because God is rich in mercy and God has all kinds of mercies. God, not only one. And it's an attitude we need to develop that there are some of us who are too revengeful. When we are offended, we go all length to make sure we pay the person according to his or her days. But with mercy, there are some issues you just let it go and you are blessed. How many of you know that? Because the Bible says blessed. You know the word blessed here is in the past participle. So once you do it, you have what? The blessings. Blessed is the merciful. And being merciful also it means to show kindness to other people. There are some of us when we see underprivileged people, we look down upon them. 
all these ones. There are some of us we cannot show mercies to people who are not from our own tribe. We will only show mercy to those. We prefer to show mercy to those who belong to our own tribe than others. But mercy must cut across. For you to be blessed by God, the mercies of God, for you to obtain mercy from God, you don't have to look into someone's face. You don't have to look at a person's personality. But you exercise mercy because you want to be blessed. The Bible talks about the good Samaritan, which many of us have heard the story over and over again. How many of you have heard the story of the good Samaritan? Amen. Now let's read Luke chapter 6 verse 36 to 38. The book of Luke. Be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. How many of you know that God is merciful? If God decides to pay us immediately for our sins, some of us will not be alive. But God is merciful. Amen. And the Bible says, Be therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not. If you are merciful, you don't judge. Judge not. And ye shall not be judged. Condemn not. And ye shall not be condemned. Forgive. And ye shall be forgiven. These are the attributes of someone who has mercy. They don't judge quickly. If the Bible says judge not, it doesn't mean, but they don't. They don't have prejudiced mind. Oh, I for these people, that's how they are. You know, they always will lump up a whole tribe, lump up a whole nation, lump up a whole people and judge them. If one person from a certain house does something, they will judge the whole house. Oh, these people, that's how they are. That's their, their attitude. And it's strong. You don't, because of one person, then you condemn the whole generation. Condemn the whole house. Condemn the whole tribe. Condemn the whole nation. Because of few bad knots. 
It is wrong attitude. And Jesus said, don't judge. There are some of us, as soon as they look at the length of your nose, they begin to judge you. He can do it. Amen. And most especially our politicians. When they are making allegations, they will lambast everybody. And that is a bad attitude. You condemn not. Forgive. Learn to forgive. There are some of us we can't simply forgive. To forgive also means sometimes overlooked at some fault. It's not everything. You have to chase it. It's not everything. You need to have a forgiving heart. And show mercy. Amen. And without mercy, when you don't show it, you will not get it. In verse 38, Jesus said, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure. That means give mercy, and you shall receive mercy in good measure. Press down, shaking together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that he met, Without it shall be measured to you again. Amen. The same measure you measure up. One way in Nigeria we learn something. One of our pastor's friends was sent to a place, a certain village. And that village was a very notorious uh, for having free women. You know, if you're a young man and you go there, they will grab you. Whether you are married or not, you need to be very strong. And this pastor went there preaching the message and before he went there, he was blowing his horns. Me, no woman, none, nobody can, can, can put me down. I'm, I'm there to preach the gospel. And then something happened along the way. And the pastor messed up. Amen. And he was removed and he was brought to Benin City. And we are gathered. He came around and was telling us his story, how things went. And one of us, I will mention his name, 
Start to say, hey, my friend, my friend, you wanted to do that. Eh? You, 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 you will really want. He was out there condemning this pastor instead of showing mess. No, 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 I won't take anything from you. I, you intentionally. You. Then after some time, he was also transferred to the place. And when he went there, something happened. One day you were fasting, lying in bed, and all of a sudden, a lady fell on him, and, and, and the, according to him, he said it's a struggle, and And then he ran away and came. And when he came, we were talking about it. I don't know whether my wife was there. We were talking about it. He said, hey, now I have known that place. If you are going, if, if anybody don't condemn him, then all of us say, oh, you, you did it. You did. <laughs> he cried. I remember he cried. He said, no, no, no. I, I. He said, no, 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 no. But you are the one condemning this one. So the same measure you measure, it will be what? Measured. The same measure you measure. One day, a woman invited somebody to a dinner. And in that house, it was noted that when you go and you are eating, they check how you, you eat, you know, your mouth, either going up and down. And this woman was eating. <coughs> and after, you know, that half, they started laughing. Hey! Look at how he was eating the food. And that woman also invited them. And they went. And they ate and they were also licking. Hey! I didn't know that. Mufie for me the dinner monsen in America. The same measure. Hallelujah. May God give us understanding heart. Amen. We know the story of the good Samaritan. How the Bible says this man fell into the hands of robbers. You know, when we went to Israel, then I could understand it's possible because you look at where the Samaritan city and Jerusalem, you know, and along the way you see the Rachabites who live on the desert. They don't live in the houses. In the caves. So while you are going, by all means, the bad ones among them can attack you. Amen. And the Bible talks about how a rabbi passed by and he did not mind this wounded person. He just, and the priest also passed by and the priest looked at the guy. So my time. I had to preach. 
I need to get to the service. But a Samaritan, the reason why Jesus used a Samaritan, because Samaritans and Jews were enemies. You don't get near to one another. But a Samaritan, when he saw the man, he picked the man, banded the wounds, and took the man to the inn and paid. You see, people who do extra, they will go their way. It may not be your issue. Somebody need to pay something. It's not your border at all. It's not your responsibility at all. The person is sick. It's not your responsibility to pay for the bills. But you go your way and you take money out and say, go to hospital and I'll pay. You are a good Samaritan. You are showing mercy. If we can show mercy to one another, the world will be a beautiful place to live in. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If we understand mercy, we'll not be talking like Donald Trump. We'll not be talking about shitholes. Because to the people that you look down on today, tomorrow, they can become your masters. So we need to show mercy. Say mercy. 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 Amen. And again the Bible talks about let's go back to Matthew 5. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Who are the pure in the heart? People who are genuine. They do things not with ill motives. They are very sincere in their talk. If they are praising you, they are sincere with their praise. It's not that a people say, hey, hey, on you, hey, 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 as soon as me They are not sincere. They are not sincere with their praise. A friend of mine who was a pastor um, visited a house. You know, you were going around and visited one of the members. Not this church. He was a young minister sent to a place. You know, and he used to go around visiting the people. And as soon as he appeared, the woman ran, hey, oh, for a long time. Oh, pastor, we have not seen you. Oh, I mean, we miss you. We miss you. But before the pastor got to the house, he met a little boy from the house. And he said, Pastor, I have something to tell you. When you go and my mother give you food, don't eat all. 
if you eat, when you go, they will insult you. So the woman, and, and you know, when you are a young minister, and sometimes the woman says, Oh, Pastor, should I put something on for you? He said, Oh, no. Oh, Pastor, today, why? Why you don't want to? So today I'm fasting. Next time. Amen. Then when the pastor left, they start talking. Hey, maybe somebody might have taught him something. You see, you need to be pure. Whatever that you are doing, be sincere. But that's one of the cardinal things I've learned. Even when you have to rebook people, rebook them with all sincerity. And this church, I've disciplined people with sincere heart just to make them good. You don't hide. You don't have to hide. Be sincere with people. And if you have a pure heart, you are blessed. It's not that now you are going to be blessed, but the Bible says you are blessed. And sometimes being pure in the heart also means pointing out the fault of people as it is. You know, sometimes, oh, oh, it's okay. I don't see anything wrong with you. But you know the person needs to hear the right things. May we be pure in our hearts. May we approach people with a pure heart. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Say peacemakers. Peacemakers. In other words, God wants us to be peace brokers. Not people who foment trouble. Not people who incite others. And the work of a peacemaker is not easy. Sometimes both sides don't even share your view. But it is important. Because God wants peace in our homes, peace in our marriage, peace in our business, peace in our lives. So we must be peacemakers. What is the job of peacemakers? Peacemakers are not what we call um, people who want to always create tension. Amen. Even if somebody complains about someone else, what do you do? 
so you have now learnt it. Hey, that pe- hey, he's a very dangerous person. What you are saying is true. You are not being a peacemaker. But if the person is complaining, so oh, yes, it's true, but you know, try to find a middle line. Try to find a way that you can let the tension go down. Amen. I once met a young man who wanted to go and stop another person. And his friends have surrounded him. And he said, no, they should leave him. He's going to stop the person. And those around, some were saying, yeah, 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 let him go, let him go, and then show him where the power is. But when I got there, and I said, what is going on? And they told me, in fact, the guy's heart was beating because of something that the other person, someone allegedly informed him that this person did this to you. And that was all. He has not even found out. So I asked him a question. Have you found out whether those things are true? He said, no, but I believe. Once this my friend has told, I believe. That is the mistake many of us we make. It's not everything that somebody will tell you about someone else. That is true. Especially third person speech. By the time you get to the fourth person, the message has changed. Are you with me? Amen. Hey! I'll see you in be proud. Another person of Shishai were proud. By the time it, it get to the third person speech, he is not going to say that. Hey! What did Shishai be proud? And then the third person different messages amen hallelujah put your hands together for the Lord peacemakers always try to let your heart rest they will use the word of God to encourage you the Bible says if if you are cited to commit sin, consent not. Consent not. Amen. So it's not a, everything that people, people say about you that is true. Sometimes it may be fabrication, figment of the truth. And all kinds of, and the people will say, oh yeah, it's this, it's that, it's this. Amen. And before you know the truth, 
It is an entirely different thing altogether. Hallelujah. So if you are a peacemaker, you don't even, there are some things when you hear, you don't have to tell your friends so that you go and fight over it. If you are a peacemaker, deal with it there. Forget it. This thing it will not help you. Amen. Let us play the rule so that people will see us as the children of God. Amen. I once met a lady, a lady who only had a wrap cloth around the waist and brazier, which we call bodies. I don't know how they call it bodies, but And he was fighting. The reason is somebody told something else. Hallelujah. I've, I've, I've shared this thing with you and let me share it again. You know, we used to have deliverance at Achimota Forest. And one morning we were going and we heard that a lady had had an accident. There was a, uh, a pear tree there, avocado tree, and the lady ran into it. And he was, she was wearing only 90. But she was not dead, but she was naked. If I we all, and, and, and sometimes I sit back today, you know, and by our training as Ghanaians. So we ran in, we saw this lady there sit at the head on the steering but he was so pretty, you know, and was naked, half naked. He was not wearing panties, you know. And then I, there was one missing who went first, look at it, and said, oh, so we all, as men, we just peeped and we turned away. And let, later on, the lady died. And I believe if, 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 I mean, we had acted wisely, we could have saved that lady. But, you know, by traditional beliefs, you know, we didn't know how to handle it. Amen. And later on, it emerged that the lady was in the bathroom. When a friend told her that, hey, I've seen your husband and another girl. So right from the bathroom, she did not even dry herself up, put on nighty, not even thinking that she's naked. Jumped into one of the cars, started chasing the husband. So the husband realized, looked through the mirror and saw the lady coming. You know, took a decode. There's a route by that place. Then you join the, uh, the tunnel at uh, Abelengpe. Aha. That's why the man really, you know, and the woman wanted to be smart. Overtook a tipper truck and hit the tree. And that's how the lady died. The funeral was held at 
Abeka. But the question did that her friend helped her? No. The Bible talks about tail bearers. And the Bible talks about tail bearers. Tail bearers are not peacemakers. They can exaggerate what they have not seen. Or that what they have seen, they can exaggerate. That the work of tail bearers. And the Bible says we should be careful of what? Tail bearers. Amen. And therefore, as people of God, we need to be very careful of the things. Let's read the scriptures. Leviticus 19.16 Thou shalt not go up and down as a tear-bearer among thy people. Neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor I am the Lord. You know, tear-bearers, the middle of people's issue, spread false information about others. Amen. That's a very, um, um, a very powerful man of God. And you know, when he started his ministry, he used to go from house to house, you know, trying to win souls. And an auntie of that pastor started spreading information. Now, he said, Tivo, when he come to you, be careful. Don't leave your bag. Don't leave your keys. That's why you go from house to house. Amen. And this person was saying, until one of uh, uncles approached him and told him, this is what is going about. People are saying you are a thief. That's why you are going from house to house. Hallelujah. Say, Tim Barrow. Tame bearer. In Proverbs eleven thirteen, the Bible says, "A tame bearer reveals secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter." It's not everything you have to reveal. There are some things you keep to yourself. I was brought up by my grandma. And sometimes you're sitting down and some of our friends has come and they are discussing things, deep secret. They will turn and see you. Say, hey, my grandmother will warn you. Whatever you heard is only what? Your ears. It's not for your... And, and sometimes... You know, my grandmom was a married counselor. They brought a lot of married cases. And, and sometimes when 
the arbitration is going on and something is very harsh on some people. And then, you know, but when we go out as children, we meet the men or the women. You remember their story, I said. But you don't go out and say, you only heard it. There are some things. It's only for your years. It's not for what? But there are some of us, everything that we will hear is for our mouth. You are a tail bearer. You are a tail bearer. Point to somebody and say, don't be a tail bearer. The right, you see, tail bearer is even higher than gospel. They have their account where I'm trying to crash a gym. Yes. Amen. Say Tabera. Proverbs 18 8. The words of a Tabera are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost part of the belly. Maybe two of you met and you discussed something confidential. Then you will hear from another angle or from another source. Hey, they say you said this, this. The Bible says it goes down deep. It hurts. Deep. Maybe the person confided in you. The person came to you. Maybe he wants some ideas. Amen. And then as soon as the person left, you call the third person. Hey! So <laughs> When you hear it, you'll be hurt. Say, don't be a tear bearer. Don't be a tear bearer. Proverbs 20, 19. He that goeth about as a tear bearer revealeth secret. Therefore, mingle not with him that flattened with his lips. The Bible says, stay away from a tear bearer. Stay away from a tear bearer. He comes and reveals secrets. And once he comes with somebody's secrets, he's taking yours. Amen. And, and sometimes tail bearers are very dangerous. They can even, when they are hot or when they are pushed to the wall. So, say, don't be a tail bearer. Be a peacemaker. Be a peacemaker. 
God wants us to become the, his children. And to show that you are a child of God, you need to be a peacemaker, not a tearer. Proverbs 26, 20. Where no wood is, there the fire goes, goeth out. So where there is no tearbearer, the strife ceases. Where there's no tearbearer, it will be trouble free. Any group, whether it's a choir or whether it's prayer warriors, if there is no tearbearer, the people will live in peace. There'll be no fire. But as soon as you get one tearbearer, You just need one. And trouble everywhere. Say, Tabera. Tabera. The last scripture. Proverbs 26, 22. Okay, it's almost the same thing that we read. The words of a Tabera as wounds. They go down. The same thing has been repeated. Hallelujah. So God wants us to be children of peace. We should promote peace. We should help people to live in peace. Amen. Don't incite others. You don't have to incite Others. Amen. There was a woman who used to be in this church. Now she's a pastor in a certain church. And she had an issue with her husband and I sent some pastors here to go and help settle the issue. As soon as they left, there was information, you know, rumor going on in the church. Hey, so one of the pastors came to me and said, Oh, let's say we confirm Fanta. Amen. Today, that person is a pastor. That woman is a pastor. Be a peacemaker. When people even tell you things about others, don't begin to hate them in your heart. You know, sometimes we will not even find out whether what they are saying is true. And we just arm ourselves, we want to go and fight. And maybe that is not the truth. Amen. Especially the people who will say, ah, maybe I don't know so I'm going to say, I'm going to say, 
Asuma si ho na meti yo na se oboade na me so. But the Bible says blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall become the children of God. You are blessed as a peacemaker. You are blessed when you always try to help people to live in peace. You are blessed when you want to help couples to live their lives in peace. You don't go about and say, hey, I've seen this, oh, I've seen that, oh, I've seen that. Oh. May God give us understanding in his word. And may you remain a peacemaker in the house of God. Wherever place you are, lift up your hands. Our precious Father, we want to thank you and bless your name. You want us to live our lives in peace. You want us to be pure in heart. That as genuine people, not people who sit and condemn others, who sit and judge others, who cannot forgive, in the name of Jesus, we ask for your grace. We ask for your power. Lead us according to your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together. Now you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Or you came with somebody. I said, don't come to church alone. Don't come to church alone. Yes, you are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. Please come.